Good morning, Spirit Church. How's everybody doing today? Come on, would you stand to your feet? We're going to get started this morning. Just one word, you calm the storm that surrounds me. Just one word, the darkness has to retreat. Just one touch, I feel the presence of heaven. Just one touch, my eyes were open to see. My heart can't help but believe. There's nothing that our God can't do. There's not a mountain that He can't move. Oh, praise the name that makes a Just one word, you hear what's broken inside of me. Just one word, hey, you revive every dream. Yes, he does. Just one touch, I feel the power of heaven. Just one touch, my greater things. There's no power like the power of Jesus. Let faith arise. Let all agree. There's no power like the power of Jesus. I will believe for greater things. There's no power like the power of Jesus. Let faith arise. Let all agree. There's no Power like the power of Jesus. 
is nothing like it this morning.
would like to invite the prayer team to come forward. If you have a want or a need, we would love to pray with you.
Can we just continue worshiping him? God, you are worthy to be praised. God, we love you in this place this morning. God, we give you all the glory, all the honor. God, you are worthy to be praised. Just for a few more moments, just to yourself, in your own words, in your own way, let's just acknowledge him this morning. God, you are good. God, you are, you are more than enough for me. God, you've done so much for me. God, you were good. You were worthy to be praised. We honor you in this place this morning. God, thank you, Lord, that we can come in this place together. God, to worship you and just acknowledge who you are and what you've done in our lives. God, we just we give ourselves to you this morning. God, whatever you wish to do in this service, in this, in this moment, let your will be done. We just submit to you, Lord. We just praise you for it. As, as we do each and every Sunday morning, we pray the Lord's Prayer together. It's something that we do to, to honor God, to, to pray the way he taught us to pray, and, and to pray in, as one and in unity. And so can we pray that prayer together this morning? Let's pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Can we give him praise this morning? Well, we serve an incredible God, and we're so excited this morning for what he has for us. Why don't you turn and, and meet someone, greet someone this morning, give someone a high five, shake their hand. You can have a seat this morning. Welcome to Spirit Church. My name is Corinne, and we are so glad that you could join us today. If you're here in person or joining us online, we consider you a part of our family, and we'd love to connect with you. If you are here in person, you can fill out this QR code on the screen next to me to fill out your Connect card or new guest card. If you are joining us online, you can go to spirit.church connect or spirit.church guest. This is a great way for you to let us know that you are here and for us to serve your family better. If you're new to Spirit Church, welcome. Pastor Jason and Robin would love to meet you in the Welcome Center right after this worship experience. They just want to meet your family, give you a gift, and say thanks for being our guest today. If you're a guest today, don't feel any pressure to give. But if you're here and you want to give, here are three ways that you can. You can use a giving envelope and drop it off in either kiosk in the commons area. You can give online at spirit.church give. Or you can use our Church Center app. Because of your generosity, our kids were able to raise money for BGMC at our Socks on Ice event. Thank you for supporting our kids. Now, I got a few announcements for you. Wednesday, January 31st at 7 p.m. is our night of celebration here at the church. This is our annual business meeting. We will be celebrating what the Lord did in 2023 and looking ahead to 2024. Everyone is invited, but only members can participate in the elections. We hope you can join us. All married couples are invited to join us for Marriage in Paradise on Friday, February 9th at 7 p.m. here at Spirit Church. This is a great date night for you and your spouse to invest in your marriage and connect with other godly couples. There will be dessert, games, and a word from Pastor Jason and Robin. We dare you to go all out in your best Hawaiian fit. 
Childcare is provided for children birth through fifth grade, and tickets are $10 per couple. Please RSVP on our website at spirit.church slash sign up by February 4th. Our next Baptism Sunday is two weeks from today on February 11th. If you have said yes to Jesus and you are looking for the next step to take in your faith, this is a great opportunity for you. If you would like to be baptized, please sign up at spirit.church slash sign up. And lastly, we want to give our Spirit Church family an opportunity to bless Pastor Grant and Gabby before their baby girl arrives. If you would like to bring a gift for the Brownings, there will be a gift basket in the Commons area at the info table from Sunday, February 4th through the 18th. Spirit Church, we love you and thanks for listening. Now let's welcome lead pastor Jason Fullerton as he comes to bring the State of the Church address. Okay, let's just get it out of the way. It's my suit. My brother gave it to me, which makes it mine. As far as I know, there's not a funeral. If you'd like to get married, I'm ready to go. So state of the church address, it's my one time a year that I get to put on the suit to prove that I actually own a suit and can still kind of fit in the suit. Today's just a little bit untraditional because it is the state of the church address. It might go just a little bit longer in terms of the teaching than what you're used to, but we did give you free coffee as you came in. So we're trying to help you out as you make it, make it through this morning. Let me start by saying to our board of directors, our staff, and our church family, I am humbled and honored to stand before you today as the lead pastor of Spirit Church, a church that is committed to sharing the love, joy, and peace of Jesus Christ with the least, the last, and the lost. For almost two and a half years, you have graciously allowed my family to serve you. Thank you. We could not have imagined the favor, the blessings, and the love we would experience when we moved from Muskogee to Bartlesville. You are amazing. I've come this morning to bring you a report on the state of the church and to share some of the vision that God has given to us for this new year. But first, please allow me a moment of reflection. 2023 was an amazing year, and we celebrate all that God has done. We will dive more into it, specifically Wednesday night at our night of celebration. But this morning, let me just highlight how we last year tried to inspire faith and courage and unity in our church family. We started with an awesome prayer conference with Pastor Gary Davidson early 2023. We had a massive Easter services. We had youth camp, kids camp, VBS. We uh, invited our community to experience the love of Jesus. We launched new spirit groups. We saw our online viewership go uh, higher than it ever has. And can we welcome everybody who's watching online this morning and make them feel like they're a part of our church family. We saw so many people come to New People Party. Some of you are in this room this morning. You've attended a New People Party, and now you're a part of our church, and we welcome you. And I want to give credit to our church family because each Sunday you make this such a welcome environment for people to come to. People come in, and and they don't necessarily want to hear the preaching. They don't necessarily want to hear the music, but people want to know that they're loved. And you do a great job of making people feel loved and welcomed. We invested in spiritual and in family health. We had our in the vault texts. We did 12 of them, one each month last year. And I was blown away because I found out that there were people in our church that memorized all 12 verses. Each month they memorized the verse. Someone as young as 13 years old memorized all 12 verses. We had one man in our church, and I don't want to embarrass him, 
and ask him to stand, but he's actually in the room right now, and I'm not going to look at him, so you won't know who I'm talking about, but he said that the Lord told him not just to memorize the individual verse, but to memorize all 12 chapters, and so last year, there's a gentleman in our church that memorized 12 chapters of the Bible, so people really embraced that calling. We... We relaunched missions trips last year, and we saw almost uh, over 40 people go to Ecuador and go to Alaska to serve. We had marriage and parenting events to try to bring health to our families, and as a result of it all, we watched God bring the increase. Uh, I'll give you more information on Wednesday night, but our missions, missions giving was higher than it's ever been. Total giving was higher than it's ever been, but the most important news I could give you is that the amount of people who said yes to Jesus was the highest that has ever been, and that is worthy of giving God the praise for. Now, let me tell you something you already know. 2023 is over. January is almost over. It's almost February, but it's a new year, and so we're excited for fresh vision. What we experienced last year and what we're praying for this year requires a firm foundation. And that's why we started this year with the book of Romans. We're learning lessons from the Apostle Paul. We're making sure that our faith is moored and anchored and grounded in the truth of God's word. And so if you'd be so kind and if you're able, would you stand with me? Because we're going to go to Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. This is our in the vault text for the month of January. We prioritize scripture and the memorization of God's word. We want to hide it in the vault of our hearts. Let's all say this together if we can. For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. And typically right now we would pray over the word together. We're going to in a second. Before we do, I want to invite you to join me in praying for healing. There are more needs than I could list to you right now. Even as I was communicating and preaching in the first service, I'm getting texts of people that are in the hospital, folks that are sick. So many in our body just need a touch from God today. Isaiah chapter 53 tells us that by his stripes, we have been healed. The work has already been done. And so we're going to pray for just a work of healing all throughout our church family. You might even be here this morning and say, I'm here, but I'm not feeling it. You know, we're going to believe that God's going to touch everybody today. Lord Jesus, thank you that because of your stripes, healing is available. We have been healed. And so we pray there are so many today that need a special touch from you. They're in hospital rooms. They're expecting and believing and waiting for a miracle. They're needing that touch from the master. God, just to touch the hem of his garment like we've read about in scripture before. Today, would you be so present and so near and so close to those that need you? Would your healing virtue flow like it always has and always will. We've come today to hear from your word, not from a preacher. So Holy Spirit, would you communicate with us? Would we encounter your presence? Would you speak to our hearts what we need to hear? In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. God bless you. Thank you as you're seated this morning. So in this Firm Foundation series, we have discussed the truth of the gospel, and we are a gospel-centered church. We believe in the power of the good news that still saves today. We talked about the importance of our faith, that we have to be people who believe and put our faith to work and to action. Last week, we talked about the power of transformation, how when Christ comes in, he not only changes us, he makes us better than we ever could have been on our own. But today, I want to remind us all of the opportunity that we have to reach one more. It's a phrase that you've heard me use a lot over the past year or so. feel like uh, everything I'll tell you this morning, I feel like I've heard from the Lord on, but it's something that God showed for 2023 and into 2024 that should be a rallying cry for our church that we keep trying to reach one more, that we keep trying to seek and save the lost. That's what Jesus did. In fact, Paul writes about it in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Our in the vault text is verses 16 and 17. So the, the two verses right before, Paul says this, I have a great sense of obligation to people in the civilized world and the rest of the world, to the educated and to the uneducated alike. So I am eager to come to you in Rome and to preach the good news. And I've highlighted those words for you, obligation and preach. When, when Paul says that he has an, an obligation to preach, it means that he has more than just an opportunity. It, it makes me think about, about two weeks ago on a very cold Wednesday morning, Whataburger opened in Bartlesville. Being a true Texan and a loyal fan of Whataburger, it was my obligation to be there just after 11 a.m. to be among the first people to have some good Whataburger food with the staff that was there, and we, we enjoyed it. And that's a silly understanding of the word obligation. Really, the word obligation in the book of Romans, as Paul is writing, it means that it's a duty or a commitment. It means something that is legally or morally binding. In other words, Paul says, and forgive the English here, I can't not do this. That's what he's saying. I'm compelled to reach one more, to reach all people, civilized, uncivilized, uneducated, educated, all people. And he says, I have an obligation to preach. That second word, preach, it means to proclaim. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning, the word proclaim. We don't talk about that word a lot, but, but how do we proclaim the good news about Jesus? We do it with our words, obviously. We do it with our actions, but we also do it here, we call it by sharing love, joy, and peace. This morning, I want to center around that phrase based on Romans chapter 1, the proclamations that we make. Because truly, if you think about it, our faith begins with a proclamation. We find that in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, and it's a verse that I quote every single Sunday when we invite people to say yes to Jesus. Paul says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, that means proclaim, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. It is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. It is by openly declaring, again, proclaiming your faith that you are saved. And this morning, I want to ask us a question. Before I talk about the church as a whole, I want to talk to each of us individually. What is my life proclaiming? What is the open declaration of my life? When people see me, when they're around me, when they hear me, when they encounter me, what does my life proclaim? Now, we, we drive down the road and we see bumper stickers, and bumper stickers make open declarations of, of all kinds of things, right? And, and when, we, uh, when we see people wearing T-shirts, they have open declarations of people's allegiances and loyalties. Some people on their cell phone cases, 
They openly declare who their favorite sports team or which is their favorite grandchild or their favorite pet by their phone case. And we know that the stickers and the laptops on the water bottles are open declarations of where we've been or what we've done. And, and this thing called social media, people are openly declaring way, way, way too much on social media. Everything we do is in some way a proclamation. And that's why how we carry ourselves matters because our actions speak louder than our words. So as you're thinking about that thought, what is my life proclaiming? Let me direct your attention to Spirit Church as a whole because in 2024 at Spirit Church, we're going to make some bold proclamations. Here's the first one. We're going to proclaim that Jesus saves. It's been our message for a hundred plus years. It's going to keep being our message until Jesus returns. In fact, uh, the, the church, I showed you this a few weeks ago. This is in the early 40s when F.D. Wall was the pastor. And the message has been from the start, Jesus saves. The pastor's name is on the sign, but that really doesn't matter. The name of the church is on the sign, but that really doesn't matter. Jesus saves. That's what matters. And the Jesus who saved in the Bible is the Jesus who saved in the 1940s is the same Jesus who is still saving and changing lives today. And should Jesus tarry, he'll continue changing lives for the next 100 years for his glory and for his honor. In our In the Vault text, Romans 1, 16, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the good news about Jesus Christ. And as a church family, we are not ashamed of Jesus People might say, no, you can't talk about Jesus. You can't proclaim Jesus. Well, guess what? We are proclaiming Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No one comes to the Father but through him. And we are shouting from the rooftops, Jesus still saves. He still saves. He still changes lives. But as we proclaim that message, it involves us because Paul goes on to write in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But verse 14, he poses a question to us. How can they call on him to save unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? And for the better part of my life, I thought that this verse talked to missionaries. I was like, that's so cool that missionaries have a verse like that to tell them that they're sent. That is so great that those missionaries know that that's, that's their role is the beautiful feet on the mountains who proclaim the good news. And then I realized that's not talking about missionaries. That's talking about all of us. That all of us are sent to proclaim the news that Jesus saves. And in 2024, as a church, we are all being sent out by Jesus to proclaim that he saves. So how are we going to do that as a church? Well, the week between Palm Sunday and Resurrection Sunday is called Passion Week. It's where Jesus suffered for us. This year, we're going to call that week Compassion Week. Here's what we're going to do. Palm Sunday, there'll be 700 bags of groceries in the commons ready to go for you to take to friends and family and neighbors and loved ones. Each bag of groceries will have an invitation to Easter service on it, and this is a way to send you out to proclaim the good news. Pastor Daniel and Emily have been working starting on Monday of Compassion Week. We're going to try to go to every single school in our city and to love on our teachers. How many think teachers should be loved on? And if we... I don't know if I'm supposed to say this from the stage, but we could really use some help in getting in some of the other schools that have closed doors. So I'll just throw that out there without naming names of schools that are north of here and kind of blend into our city and start with a D and end with UE. But, you know, we're just going <laughs> to go there. <clears throat> but we could really use help getting into some schools because we want to share love, joy, and peace. 
Then on Saturday, the day before Easter, we are going to have an outreach at Agape. Sherry Smith has been in conversation, and we are going to feed people that afternoon. We're going to have an outreach there where we are going to proclaim Jesus saves. This is the message, and we are the ones who are being sent. The second way that we're going to proclaim that Jesus saves is it's been five years, so it's about time we're doing Day of Hope again. We have partnered with First Wesleyan Church and with City Church, and together we're going to bring the Day of Hope back to Johnstone Park on Saturday, September the 28th, and we're going to try to bless our entire city, and we're going to pray that Jesus gets the credit and churches don't. Let me try it again. We're going to pray that Jesus gets the credit and churches don't. Because we're not about that, we're about Jesus. And so we're looking forward to that. Another way that we are going to proclaim that Jesus saves is we are going to each month take up a special offering called, and this is a very creative title, Not About Us. And take a second, you're blown away by it, aren't you? As I prayed and, and strategized and thought about this year, for a hundred years, those should be some pretty awesome gifts that a person receives for their hundredth birthday. But what if for our hundredth birthday, the Lord led us instead of receiving gifts to give? Because a lot of people have given to us over the past hundred years to get us where we are today, and it's our turn to invest in others to get them where God wants them to go. And so we're trying to give to churches and to kingdom work and ministry, not just here in Oklahoma, but all around the world. And so this morning, you're like, uh-oh, he's about to do it, isn't he? He's, he's about to do it, isn't he? This morning, we are going to take up our first Not About Us offering. Let me tell you how you can give. If you're an online giver, spirit.church slash give. The second drop down is called Not About Us. And here's, here's the project. Here's the priority. We want to sow into other churches and other kingdom work. The first one this month is Israel. We just read our In the Vault text to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. We know from the book of Genesis that God says, I will bless those who bless Israel and I will cause all the nations of the earth to be blessed through Israel. So I called our friend Jim King. I said, Pastor, how do we do it? We want to help build a church in Israel. He said, Jason, you can't right now. <laughs> There's a war going on. You just can't. We can't plant a church. But there are churches that are struggling and hurting right now and they are Bible-believing Christ-honoring, Jesus-loving churches that need help. I said, consider it done. The money's on the way. So here's what I did. I didn't ask permission, and I'm not going to ask forgiveness. The clock struck midnight, and it went from December 31st to January 1st. It went from 2023 to 2024, right? I kissed my wife, because that's what you're supposed to do. But then I logged on to his website, and the first money that Spirit Church gave in its 100th year of existence went to the nation of Israel to bless churches in Israel. So the money has already been given. The money has already been sent. And if you give more than what I gave on that night, we'll just send the rest of it over to Israel. So ushers, if you would come to the front and help us, they've got some envelopes that are available, I think. Also, online is the easiest way to give. Cash is always king. I have three envelopes in my Bible because I go to three different worship experiences, which means I get to give three different times to this, but we want to be invested, Robin and I do. So we're giving to the nation of Israel this morning to bless churches that are in existence there through the ministry of Jim King, and I'll give you a report on it. Moving forward, we're going to take this offering on the second Sunday of each month 
I've already got it planned out who we're supposed to give to and where the funds are supposed to go, how God is directing and leading us. Next month in February, uh, we'll be giving to a church in Ireland. In fact, next Sunday morning, Gary Davidson will be with us, our, our friend, be a guest speaker, and we'll talk more about that. But today, we're taking up this offering to bless Israel. So Lord Jesus, thank you that you love all people that you love the Jew first, you love also the Gentile, that we're all a part of your family. We've been adopted in as uh, sons and daughters of the King. Thank you that we have an opportunity to partner with you in the work that you are doing, and we give you the praise and the glory for it. God, use this money to bless a church and to build your kingdom, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ron, thanks for helping me. Ushers, thank you so much for doing that. Again, all this money is going to go to Israel. This is not tithe. This is outside of the tithe. In fact, if you, if you are not a tither, I would actually say don't, don't give in this offering. Pay your tithe. Instead, this is an offering that we're giving to the nation of Israel. And thank you so much for being faithful in doing that. So we're proclaiming in 2024 that Jesus saves. The second truth that we're going to proclaim in 2024 is love, joy, and peace to the least, the last, and the lost. You probably have a, a bracelet that has that on it. You might have a t-shirt. You see that. You hear that phrase often. It's not just a slogan. It's what Jesus said that they would know we belong to him by the way that we love each other and by the way that we treat each other. And I don't pretend to know the future. I don't pretend to know what's going to happen. I don't keep up with a, a lot of the news, if you will. But I suspect that this could be a very divisive year in our society and in our world. Maybe it already is. I don't know. But from Spirit Church and from us, the body of Christ, there's going to be a whole lot of love, joy, and peace that's going to be shared. We're going we're gonna to back up dump trucks full of love, joy, and peace and share it with one another and with the community in which God has placed us. Romans 12, 9 actually tells us to do that. Paul said, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Love each other with genuine affection. Take delight in honoring each other. Romans 12, 13 says, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. And look at the last line. Live in harmony with each other. He goes on to write in the 18th verse, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. And that's really a, a call to us as a church family. We need to do all that we can to live in peace, to proclaim and share love, joy, and peace. You say, how are we going to do it? What's the plan? I'm glad you asked. We're taking three missions trips this year. I want to put the QR code on the screen. If you have your phone, pull out your camera, put it up on that little QR code. There'll be a yellow bar that'll pull up, and you can click that, and it's going to pull up the information. Now, just pretend like you're doing it, because I don't see a lot of people doing it right now. So just act like you're doing it to make me feel like you're, yeah, thank you. I see some people pretending. Make me feel like you're really doing this. Grant's taking a photo of me, but... Pretend like it's really happening. Three trips this year. We're going back to Alaska. We're going to help finish building the church there in Alaska that we started last year. Pastor Daniel and Emily are taking our students to Denver, to the Dream Center, to serve in the inner city this summer. And then we're taking a team to Zambia, which is in Africa. And we're going to build two tabernacle churches in the nation of Africa. So there's information there. That'll connect you to a link tree. It'll show you how to sign up. It'll give you the details. We want you to be involved. We believe in sharing love, joy, and peace, not just in the walls of this church church we believe that God's called us to share it outside of this church as well we're also going to continue reaching one more and to do that in the way that God has called us we need you to utilize your gifts your skills your talents and abilities there is so much untapped and unreached potential that is here there are so many of you that are waiting for an invitation to serve and to be involved 
I am inviting you to serve and to be involved. Pastor Grant, would you stand? I'm told he's wearing an olive-colored shirt today. I thought it was forest green, but apparently it's olive-colored. If you're not currently serving and you're like, I need to be involved, I want to be involved, let's put up his email address, grant at spiritchurch.com, or you can connect with Grant and Pastor Grant and Gabby in the commons right after service. We would love to help you get involved. I'm telling you what, there is no greater joy than serving God's kingdom, and there are so many serving opportunities available for you to connect and for you to be a part. Please catch up with Pastor Grant right after service or send him an email. So we're going to proclaim that Jesus saves. We're going, to procl- we're going to proclaim love, joy, and peace to the least, last, and lost. We're going to proclaim the importance of spiritual growth and health. This is priority for us. We have to continue maturing and developing in our faith. When I was elected pastor in 2021, I thought my kind of this dream I had was, oh, in 2024, our 100th year, we could build the building. And, and we still have every intention and every plan to do that. But as I told you, in November, right now, the cost of construction coupled with the, the interest rates, it is a clear indication of wisdom from God that we're supposed to keep raising money, but to not spend it yet, to keep investing it and earn a good return on investment. But that doesn't mean that we can't be building people. Just because we're not building a building doesn't mean we can't build people. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 is a great verse that talks about this. There are gifts that God that Christ gave to the church. There are apostles and prophets and evangelists and then there's people like me, pastors and teachers and their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and here's the word, to build up the church, the body of Christ. That's what I've been called to do. That's what my life existence is for. My responsibilities are to make sure that Rob and Ryan and Kate get to heaven and then to equip the body of Christ to do the work of the ministry, to build up the church. And I know, I can see it in my mind that the building, it'll come. But until the building comes, we're gonna build people. We're gonna build great people. And and, and here's what 2 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17 tells us, or excuse me, 16 through 18. Whenever someone turns to the Lord, when they follow Jesus, there's a veil that's taken away. And the Lord is the spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. All of us who have had that veil removed can see and can reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the spirit, this is what I want you to see, he makes us more and more like him. That's what we're talking about with spiritual growth and health. We want to become more and more like Jesus. I've been saved, been a follower of Jesus for most of my life, but can I tell you in full honesty, I should be more like Jesus now than I ever have been at any point in my life. Each day I should be trying to become more like him and to learn to think like he thinks and love like he loves and speak like he speaks and respond in ways that please him. That should be my goal. And as pastor, that should be something that I'm passing down and equipping and encouraging you to do as well, that we become more and more like him. So as we proclaim spiritual growth and health, here's some things that we're going to do this year. If you, if you know me at all, you know that I'm passionate about biblical literacy. I just don't think people know the word of God anymore. And we have to get back to that place of, of prioritizing the word of God and basing our lives around it. We, we've We've strayed, and I'm not going to get off on a soapbox, but we've strayed from it. I love missions, and we've got to be people who love the call and embrace the call to missions. And you don't have to go to Alaska or Zambia or Denver to be involved in missions. Missions is right outside the door of this church, wherever you go to lunch today, unless it's your house and your wife or husband's already saved. But, I mean, missions is all around us. The call, there are lost people who need Jesus everywhere. 
But my third calling is to mar healthy marriages and family because Robin and I see all the time where the enemy comes in and attacks families. Don't think for a second that Satan doesn't hate your marriage. Don't think for a second that Satan doesn't want to destroy your family and mess up your kids. He does. He does. But greater is he who is within us than he who is in the world. God is for us, and so he's putting people in our path in ways that we can proclaim spiritual growth and health. The first one you heard about, marriage in paradise, coming up in a couple weeks on Friday. I, I, I said it last week, Hawaiian shirts, probably no on the coconut stuff, but Hawaiian shirts are good to go. We're only charging 10 bucks. It includes dessert. It's child care for you. We want you to be here, connect with other people. Please sign up online, spirit.church slash sign up. We need to know that, that you're coming. We need to know that your kids are coming. We need to be prepared for this. Online parenting class is coming uh, up on the 6th. And, and Robin, I know you like having me, but Julia Quint, you got to get her back on Facebook Live one more time. That was so good last year. We got to do that again. Facebook Live, you can put your kids to bed at 8.30. And parents were like, 8.30? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, just tell them they got to go to bed at 8.30. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. My kids are 17 and 20. I don't have any idea. I think Ryan went to bed at 3.30 in the morning the other night. But it's not here nor there. But it's also live anytime you want because it's on Facebook and you can go back and watch it. So if your kids don't go to bed at 8.30, you could come back and watch it. But it's just a great way for you to be discipled and grow in your faith as a parent. We're always going to dig deep. We're always going to start with the Word of God. I'm never going to come up and say to you, I had this idea. I had this epiphany. It's always going to say, here's where we started with the Word of God. That's my passion. That's my priority. That's who I am. That's why we have a deacon team in place to, to holler at me if we don't. We're also always going to emphasize ministry to the next generation. I'm convinced that we have the best team of next generation pastors and ministers here at Spirit Church with Melanie and Chris and Pastor Daniel and Emily and Sherry and Danny and, and Katie and BC that are sitting right over there. We've got an amazing team that is ministering to our kids. And that are, listen, you got to hear me on this. Spirit kids, spirit youth are so vital to who we are as a church. They're not some ancillary part that's over here. They are the heart and soul of what we do. I was with Pastor and, and Sister Perkins, and some of you know who that is. They were missionaries in Japan for 35 years, and then they served as a part of the pastoral team here for several years. He fell last week, and so he's been in the hospital. He's been in a rehab center. I was with him this week, and Sister Perkins, as we're talking about how Pastor Perkins is doing, she said, but I, I need to know, Tell me about the youth and the young people. What are we doing to make sure they're carrying on the message? Because they're coming up behind us, and we've got to make sure that we can trust them with the gospel. We've got to make sure that they're equipped and ready to go to keep sharing. Because I'm not going to say how old she is, but she's about double me. And he's 95, because you can always say how old a man is, but you're not supposed to say how old a woman is. And their worry is not his healing. Their worry is... Are we empowering and equipping the next generation to keep the fire burning, to keep the message going? We're going to do our best to make sure that happens. Sunday nights at our church are, are amazing. Spirit Youth in here, Awana's happening over there. And, and let me just quickly say before I move on, SYA is growing. I've got some information about that. There, there's typically in churches a gap once people graduate high school, when they turn 18 and they leave and they go to college. Can we show that? SYA has a new location on Tuesday nights. It's at the Creamery. It's in downtown. They've got a coffee shop. The other night, I got fr free couple 
of free bluebell ice creams just for showing up and being there. A powerful word from Pastor Daniel that was there. I mean, this is an awesome time. So if you know people in this community, don't let them fall off. Don't let them drop off the church map. Don't let them walk away from faith. Get them plugged in and involved. Pastor Daniel and Emily would love to talk to you more about that. We're going to proclaim that Jesus saves. We're going to proclaim love, joy, and peace to the least, last, and the lost. We're going to proclaim the importance of spiritual growth and health. Here's the last one. We're going to proclaim that the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. That God's not done. The reports of his disappearance, the reports of his inactivity are grossly exaggerated. He's still on the throne. He's still saving. He's still changing. He's still moving. He's still with us. We've heard that verse from Isaiah 64, verse 4, no ear has heard, no eye has seen what God has prepared. It says, no ear has heard, no eye has seen a God like you. That's the God that we serve that is incomprehensible. He's beyond our understanding and our imaginations. And we know that God is working and still alive and still moving. And here's how we know. Take a breath. He's still moving. Because Romans chapter 8, let me put it on the screen for you, verse 10, says that Christ lives in you, and even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit will give you life because you've been made right with God. Say this with me. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Now, if you were the 8 a.m. crowd, that would have been awesome. (laughs) That would have been really impressive. But you're the 930 worship experience. You're supposed to be the rowdy crowd. Okay, there's a lot of rowdiness up in here. So let's try this again. Come on. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. God is not done. He's not done with this church. He's not done with you. He's not done in your situation. He's not done in your story. He is still moving. Keep trusting. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep seeking. Keep serving. Because God is alive and the best is yet to come. Now hear me when I say this. When I say the best is yet to come, that means that we cannot forget where we came from or how we got here. We started as a prayer meeting. And we've had, I've talked to some of you who have been here a lot longer than me, especially some of our deacons that understand the history of our church. We have come through some hills and some valleys, but the God who brought us through the hills and the valleys is still with us today, and he's going to lead us through whatever is yet to come as long as we fix our eyes on Jesus. But while we don't forget where we came from or how we got here, we also can never lose sight of where we're headed. We've got to remember the vision and the goal that we're trying to reach one more that we're trying to share love, joy, and peace with the least, the last, and the lost, that we want the whole world to know the saving truth and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Some of the ways that we're proclaiming that the best is yet to come is we're doing just that. We're remembering where we came from. So March the 22nd, it's a Friday night. We call it Legacy Night. Legacy Night, free cobbler, free ice cream. Pastor Phil Taylor, former pastor of Carbondale Assembly in Tulsa for almost 40 years, he's going to be with us, and he's bringing his group called uh, The Peacekeepers. They've got a new CD, so they're going to be with us sharing songs that we grew up singing and blessing us with some new ones. Now, my neighbor Renee is pictured on this, and, and we say that Legacy Night is for people who are 55 and older, feel like 55 and older, wish they were 55 and older. Renee is not any of those things, but she still gets to come to Legacy Night. I just earned a bunch of bonus points with my neighbor, Renee. We want you to come and be a part of it. It's a night of remembering 
some of the songs that we grew up singing. It's a night of celebrating God's faithfulness, but it's also a time of praying for what God has for us in the future. And, and speaking of that, let me give you one more event, one more way that we remember the best is yet to come. Our 100th anniversary weekend is October 4th, 5th, and 6th. Please block these dates out on your calendar. We want you to be a part as we celebrate God's faithfulness. Actually, I really wish we had you putting down October the 2nd on your calendar. That's a Wednesday. Wednesday morning, October the 2nd at 8 a.m., we are launching 100 hours of prayer. And we're going to invite our church family to join us in praying for 100 hours. We're going to sign you up for time slots from 8 a.m. on Wednesday, October the 2nd until noon on Sunday, October the 6th. We're going to pray 100 hours over the next 100 years should Jesus tarry. We're going to invest in prayer. We want you to be a part. On Friday night, October the 4th, Pastor Jim King, it was his Granny Godwin that started a prayer meeting in 1922 that became a revival in 1923 that became a church in 1924. He'll be here sharing his memories and reflections on a hundred years of faith and expectation. On Saturday the 5th, a hundred years of God's faithfulness, we'll have a reception and we'll celebrate and we'll have some time of reminiscing. And then on Sunday, October the 6th, a hundred years of love, joy, and peace. Our former pastor, our district superintendent, the man we love and adore, Dr. Daryl and Faith Wooten, will be back with us and will be our guest speaker on that Sunday, October the 6th, as we celebrate together. So in 2024, we're going to proclaim that Jesus saves. We're going to proclaim love, joy, and peace to the least, the last, and the lost. We're going to proclaim the importance of spiritual growth and health, and we're going to proclaim the best is yet to come. Let me circle back to where we started. What is your life proclaiming? What are you openly declaring with your life? Because we can say all day long what we want to do as a church, but a church is just a collection of people who are loved by Jesus and found in him and who are working together towards a common purpose. What is it that your life is proclaiming? Let me ask you to bow your head for just a second, if you would. Is your life proclaiming that Jesus saves? Have you come to know him as Savior and Lord? Have you received his forgiveness? Have you accepted his grace and his mercy? I, I'm making the invitation this morning, but I'm just doing it on behalf of Jesus. If you have never said yes to Jesus, what a perfect morning. What a wonderful opportunity to profess your faith in him. I, I will not embarrass you. I won't call you down to the front. I uh, again, I won't do anything to, to, to embarrass you this morning, but we do want to pray with you and for you. If you're here and you've never said yes to Jesus, but today you want to proclaim, you want to openly declare with your life that he is Lord and Savior, would you just lift up your hand and say, yeah, that's me. Pray for me. Pray for me. I'm saying yes to, to Jesus today. I'm making him the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for hands that are going up this morning. If you're watching online, you could even type the word yes in your text box so that we know that you are uh, participating in this and that you were saying yes to Jesus today. That verse that I read said, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. So when you raised your hand, you said, yes, I believe, but I wanna lead us now in a prayer of confession. And I wanna invite everybody to pray this prayer with me this morning. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. I'm sorry that I have sinned and lived a life that was not pleasing to you. Today I receive you as my Savior and Lord. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and make me more like you. And I will do my best to live for you 
from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, if you're able to, would you stand all across this building, everyone who's able to this morning? I've been talking about what our life is openly proclaiming, and some of you just said yes to Jesus. If you did, I want to encourage you, text our team. The number's there on the screen, 918-766-9117. We've got Baptism Sunday coming up. We'd love to see you baptized in water. Spiritual growth and health is a priority. We love to help you on that process we call discipleship, to see you become more like Jesus and learn more about him. Let us know of the decision you made. For everyone in the room, though, let's close with a final question. We typically pause and we say, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me? This morning, I want to ask you to reframe that question a little bit. Would you ask this question, Holy Spirit, what is my life proclaiming? Holy Spirit, what would you like my life to proclaim? Iva's going to continue to play, and I'm going to get quiet, but let's just have a moment of reflection. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. What is my life proclaiming, and what would you like my life to proclaim more of? that song this morning that I was playing right now worthy is your name Jesus worthy is your name you deserve the praise would that be a proclamation from my life would I proclaim love joy and peace to the least last and the lost not just through my words but through the way I live my life every day would I proclaim spiritual growth and health that day by day more and more I would become like you would I proclaim that the best is yet to come, knowing that you've been faithful, but expecting that there is even more that you're going to do. You're the God of more than enough. Pastor Grant said that this morning. You're the God of abundance. You came that we might have life more abundantly. May my life proclaim that, that I live with expectation and anticipation of a God who was and is and is to come, who is not dead, but who is still moving in might and in power. May my life proclaim that Jesus saves, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come, if you're comfortable, can we just worship him for a moment? You might want to lift your hands up to the Lord. Begin to open your mouth and bless him. Let's just declare his praises. This is not about us as individuals. This isn't even about a church this morning. This is about seeing your kingdom come and your will being done. And we praise you. Would you receive the glory? Come on, help me. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We give you honor. Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised. Man, what an amazing challenge this morning, amen? Hey, as Pastor Jason was saying, one of the most powerful things that I always hear is the best is yet to come. No matter what challenge is in your way, no matter what mountain you're facing that you think is too great, God has already promised that the faith, the size, and the mustard seed can move that mountain and move that challenge. So if you feel down in the dumps or you feel like there's no hope, I want to encourage you that the truth is the best is yet to come. 
So let your aroma that you produce be an aroma that is pleasing to God, be an aroma that attracts people to it so that they can live more and more like God as well. Everything we do should, should proclaim God in and through our lives. Amen? Amen. God is up to something so special, and I am so excited for 2024 to finally get rolling, all right? Hey, a few things before we get going today. One, I want to remind you guys that youth and Awanas is going on tonight. I know we've had weather like crazy, and it's thrown off all our schedules, but we have it going on tonight. If you come to youth group, 6th through 12th graders, you're going to have some chicken nuggets waiting for you. That's what I'm most excited for, all right? I'm being real with you guys. Hey, we're going to have a great time. You don't want to miss out on the discipleship that is going on in Awanas. Your kids need to be there. But as we leave today, I want to pray a prayer of blessing over us all. If you'll raise your hands towards heaven. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Go with God this week.